Hey, I am pumped to get to be with y'all tonight, um, every Wednesday night, but especially tonight to get to teach with you. Um, if you got your Bibles, open them up. We're going to be in Acts chapter 13. Um, as we have been in this Be a Blessing series, I want to recap a little bit for us. So if you're new, you'll know where we're going. And if you've been here, it's always good to have a refresher before the test, right? Um, so week one, we looked at what it means to be a blessing as a witness. And so we looked at Acts 1.8, right? And we see that the Holy Spirit empowers the apostles to go out and to be a witness. And that was for each of us of, hey, what is my job to be a witness, right? And that was to take the gospel, the good news of Jesus to your city, to your country and your state, and to the ends of the world. And you see this great expansion of the gospel of the apostles. And in week two, we talked about what it means to be a member of the church. And we saw how the early church was formed. And it says that they were meeting together, and they were praying, and they were fasting. They had all things in common. And what was their common goal? To be a what? A witness. And then last week, we talked about what it means to be a friend and a blessing that is. And we looked at the life of Peter and John and their friendship with each other and the accountability and encouragement as they were on what mission? To be a what? A witness. And so all of this is around this um, common goal, right, is to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. And so tonight we get to that spot. We're going to jump forward a little bit from where we were Acts 3 last week to Acts 13. Um, and so open up with me to Acts 13, and we're going to jump in on tonight's message. So Acts 13 says this. Now there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manon, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. And while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. So being sent off by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. Let's pray. Father, I pray tonight that you would speak to us through your word. God, that you would come and you would enlighten our eyes. You would open up our eyes to your wondrous words. God, as Steve prayed, I pray they would not be my words, but they would be yours. Lord, may you meet us here in this place. And may we be encouraged and also challenged of what it means to be a missionary. So as we look at this passage, I want us to look at kind of the context. All right. We know that context is an important thing as we're studying scripture. And we see that the gospel is being shared by all the apostles and they're going out and the early church is formed and it's expanding and they're praying for boldness and you see all that. And then you kind of come to this marker in Acts 6 and Stephen is martyred and persecution is happening. And that persecution Right, that martyr, it allowed, right, a lot of the, the Christians, they kind of dispersed into different areas. And you had the church of Antioch that was started. 
And from that, um, as we're kind of looking at that, we see that many, many are saved and um, the church of Jerusalem is the hub center. All right. So that's kind of the hub center. Think about maybe Amazon, right? You got these big, right? We just got a big Amazon plant in Memphis. And that's the hub for all these different boxes, right? We love our Amazon Prime. Yes, we do. Um, where the hub for the gospel to go out. And that was started in Jerusalem. And then it says that they, in Acts 11, we see that they sent out Barnabas to go check, check on the church of Antioch. And he comes back and reports on it. And a lot of different things happen. But then it says that he took, he went and he found Paul, Saul, and he took him and John Mark back to the church of Antioch. And this is all prior to a lot of big things. And so you kind of have to realize what a big moment this is in the life of the church and in our lives. For Paul's missionary journeys, they had not begun yet. And who is Paul? Right? Paul was someone who wrote majority of the New Testament. Right? Paul is a missionary, and this is the launching point. He had not been on his big missionary journey. This is the moment that we come to right here in Antioch that jumpstarts his journey. And he had been called to take the gospel to the Gentiles. And who are the Gentiles? You and me. Because before that, the gospel had just been taken to the Jews. And we see that Jesus came, right, to take the gospel to what? To the ends of the earth. So this is where we're going to start tonight. And so the main thing that I want us to look at is the three roles that we see in this passage of what it means to be a missionary. And so our big idea is I am to be a blessing to missionaries. I being the church, that's you and that's me. And then I'm to be a blessing as a missionary. And so we see these three roles in this passage. We see the Holy Spirit, we see the church, and we see the missionaries. And so what does that mean for the missionary to be a blessing to the church? And what does that mean for the church to be a blessing to the missionary? So the first thing, um, our notes look a little different tonight. We can go different, yeah? Got a little creative with that. Um, and so our first points here is we see the role of the Holy Spirit in Acts 13 is he calls. And we see the role of the church, they inquire. And so we, we see the role of the missionary and they discern. And so what does it say in Acts 13 too? It says, while they are worshiping the Lord and fasting. Okay, so prior to this, you had in Acts 9, you had the Holy Spirit call Paul, call Saul, right? And he told him, you are to go to the Gentiles. The Holy Spirit had called Barnabas to go and to take the gospel, right? The church had sent them out. And so we see, what is that call? Where does it start for someone to go and be a missionary? The Holy Spirit speaks to them. That is his prompting, right, to be, for them to be a witness, in Acts um, 9, right, it tells us to go. In Romans 1, 1, it tells us that Paul writes, called by God, I am called by God and set apart for the gospel of God. He had that calling by God. Um, Henry Martin says this, the spirit of Christ is a spirit of missions. The nearer we get to him, the more missionary we must become. 
Think about that. What is the heart of the Holy Spirit in Jesus? Missions. To take the gospel to all nations. And then we see here, right, for you and I, the church inquires. What does it say that the church was doing? They were worshiping and they were fasting. Have you ever inquired about something? Think about, maybe not necessarily, hey, I'm going to inquire if uh, this girl or this guy wants to go to homecoming with me, right? You're going to ask this question. Hey, I'm going to inquire um, different things in our life, right? We ask the question. Yeah, I know, homecoming's coming up, it's fine. But here's the deal. What was the church doing? They were worshiping and they were fasting because they were seeking for the Lord to show them who is going to go. What is our next missionary journey? Where do, you want to take us, where do you want us to take the gospel to? Because they had such a hunger to hear from the Lord that they literally gave up their food. And they spent time praying and asking for the Holy Spirit to reveal to them, hey, who? Who's going to go? Where are we going to go? And then we see the role of the missionary is the missionary discerns, right? Paul and Barnabas, they had to discern that God was speaking to them. How do we discern things? Someone says something to us, right? We have to listen, right? They were in a spot that they were seeking the Lord. They were praying and they were fasting and they were discerning, hey, God is speaking to us. How do we discern? Where do we go to college? Hey, what is my next step in life? Do we spend time in God's word, asking for the Lord to reveal to us? Right, we know that he is our great shepherd and we are his sheep. God speaks to his people, right? God speaks to his people and that's a beautiful thing when we get to hear the Lord say, go and do this. And so the missionary, right, they have to discern, hey, what is the Holy Spirit calling me to do? And as we look at that, right, we know that they were praying and they were fasting alongside their church. But I think an important thing to look at for the church here is as they were inquiring, we see in Matthew 9, 37. It says, then he said, Jesus is saying to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are what? Few. And right here, here's the key. It says, therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Right? Jesus is telling his disciples early on, before this moment happened, hey, there's going to be a huge harvest in front of you, but there's not going to be a lot of people to tell them about me. And so I am entrusting you with a gospel, the good news about what I did for them, and you are to pray for people to go out and to take the gospel to the nations. And so for us, you are the church. I am the church. Are we inquiring of the Lord that he would send out more laborers to the field? Have you inquired about yourself? Lord, would you send me? Have you asked the Lord to speak to you to say, God, what is your call that you've placed on my life? I have the gospel. Would I take it to the ends of the earth? Hey, would I take it to my friend that's at my table at lunch? 
Would I tell them about the gospel? Would I take it to my lost family member and tell them about the gospel? Hey, would I go out in my community to people who don't look like me? Right? Praying that the Lord would raise up harvesters to go out, laborers to go out into the harvest and to tell people about the Lord. So I want you to think about that, right? How are you inquiring of the Lord? And the second thing that we see in the rest of verse 2, it says, The Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. And so we see the next part is what does the Holy Spirit do? He confirms. And what does the church do? He identifies. And what does the missionary do? They decide. And so we see here, right, while they were worshiping the, the Lord, fasting, the Holy Spirit said what? Set apart for me. Who? Paul and Barnabas. He spoke very clearly. He confirmed, these are the two that I'm going to use. I have put a call on their life to take the gospel to this next area. And so the Holy Spirit confirms, right? And we see that with Paul and Barnabas. And then we see the church. What do they do? They identify. Here is someone who is called to go, right? The Holy Spirit has said, hey, these two, they are, they are the two. And so the role of the church in that is to identify, hey, here is people that God has spoken to. I'm going to equip them and enlist them and send them out. And so for y'all, you have to ask that question. Hey, if God has spoken to me, am I in a spot where I've decided to obey or to disobey the Lord? That is what Paul and Barnabas had to do. When God spoke to them to go, they had a choice. Hey, you and I have a choice. When God speaks to us in the little or the big things, we have a choice. We must decide, all right, am I going to be all in for Jesus? Or am I going to have one foot here? And when it's comfortable, I'm in. And one foot here. And when I'm comfortable, I'm not in. Right? We have to ask ourselves that. For Paul and Barnabas, right, they came to a place where they decided, I'm going to be bold and I'm going to be daring. Right? We know all throughout the New Testament, what does Paul do? He talks to us about dying to self. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He says in Hebrews, um, the writer says in Hebrews 12, 1 through 2, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Right? Fixing our eyes on Jesus. Right? the author and the perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. What did Paul and Barnabas have to do? They had to decide. Hey, I know God has called me to this. I know my church has identified this call in me. Um, in Acts 11, we see that the church of Jerusalem, it says this about Paul and Barnabas. It says that... Um, Barnabas was someone who was a good man and he was full of the Holy Spirit. Okay? 
He was a good man and he was full of the Holy Spirit. He walked with the Lord. He spent time with the Lord. And so for you and I, right, we have to identify those around us who are ready to go out and to be missionaries. Bellevue has incredible resources, guys. Incredible resources. Um, our missions department during COVID, um, they came up with this class called Send Out Training. Little plug for it. Yes, it'll start in January. Um, for Send Out Training. And this class was to say, hey, there might be a group of people in our church that have felt a call to missions who are interested about going out in missions. And so they created this class to equip and to train you and I as the church to go and to take the gospel. And that is something that the church is using right here at Bellevue to identify, hey, these are people that have felt a call of God. And so we are going to equip them and then enlist them in the mission that God has called them to go and do. Um, that was a class that I got to take back in 2021, right? And I got to learn about people that maybe didn't look like me. I got to learn, hey, what does it look like to love people that have a different culture than me? Hey, there's people down the street from me that have a different viewpoint than I do. Hey, there's people right beside me that don't know Jesus. Do I have eyes to see them? At the same time, hey, am I willing to prepare myself maybe to go on a short-term trip, to go and see what the Lord is doing across the world. For me to open up my eyes and say, hey, God doesn't just care about 2000 Appling Road. Right? We have to recognize that. God is a big God. Hey, he cares about people in all places. The Big C Church is across the world. And so, right, Bellevue gives you that opportunity of, hey, I'm going to equip you and I'm going to list you, but then you have to make the choice. Hey, am I going to step into discipleship moments? Hey, am I going to step into moments where I don't know how to share the gospel, so I'm going to ask someone? What does that look like for you as a church to step up and say, hey, I'm going to take my faithful next step? Um, there's a girl that came up a couple weeks ago, um, and she said, hey, Grace, I can't go on this mission trip and different things. And as you were sharing, I knew that my faithful next step was to go and to learn how to share the gospel. Maybe that's where you're at tonight. You're saying, hey, I've been in church my whole life, but I don't know what my faithful next step is, and I don't even know how to share the gospel, so I'm going to ask someone. Right? Because how can you go and tell when you don't know it yourself? And that's hard, right? We have to accept that of, hey, do I know how to articulate this message? What are we called to be? A witness. Who are we witness of? Jesus. Right? For Paul and Barnabas, right, they were ready and they were equipped to go and to take the gospel. And so for y'all, I want y'all to ask that of, am I being obedient to what God has called me and confirmed in me? And am I letting the church equip me for my faithful next step? What is that thing for you that you have to decide? Am I going to be obedient to him? What are those things that you might need to surrender that are keeping you from being obedient, right? 
There's a lot of different missionaries that um, we have the opportunity to send out here. Um, right, we know um, Addie Johnson, right? She is a junior um, who is in our missionary. A lot of y'all are good friends with her. And when she was, I believe, 13, her family went to Peru. For Addie, right, her family was going, but she had to decide, hey, am I going to be all in on this? God didn't just place this call on my family. He placed it on me too. And for Addie, she stepped into opportunities where she now leads a Bible study every Monday night with a group of people from her school. Hey, she's now getting, she literally taught herself how to play piano because her church didn't have anyone that could play. And so now she's playing, right? Seeing the need and stepping into it of, hey, God, you've placed these opportunities. I'm going to be obedient to that. But what are those things that we surrender, right? Yeah, we're, we're going to have to surrender being comfortable. We're going to have to maybe surrender being the popular kid. We're going to have to surrender maybe being rejected and being made fun of. But is it worth it? Right, what does Galatians 2.20 say? It is no longer who, I who live, but who? Christ who lives in me. It's not about me anymore. It's about the greater purpose that he's given me something to take. So do we recognize, hey, the gospel is worth it? For you, you have to ask yourself, if you are a believer, you have to decide, hey, is the gospel worth it? Do I care enough about lost people around me to share the good news? Am I taking the steps as the church to identify people who are ready to go out? Because remember, right, the harvest is what? Plentiful, but what? The laborers are few. And the final point that we come to in this is we see that um, the Holy Spirit, he continues, and the church implores, and the missionary declares, yes, I really struggled to get all my alliteration going here, but we made it work. Um, but we see that the Holy Spirit continues. Verse 3, it says, then after fasting and praying, Acts 13, 3, after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them, and they sent them off. And then it says in verse 4, So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. And the next verse continues to say, And then they proclaimed the gospel. What does the Holy Spirit do? He continues to empower. What do we see in Acts 1-8? Right? The Holy Spirit was the power. God isn't asking you to go to Chile, or to go to Africa, or to go to Peru, or to go to your neighbor, or your friend at school, on your own. He's saying, hey, I will give you the power. I will give you the words to say. You just have to say yes. He will continue to walk with you. What does he promise to us? I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. Hey, he promises to go with us and to empower. And that's what he was promising Paul and Barnabas all throughout the book of Acts. You see these incredible works that the apostles got to do. And was it their own glory, their own strength that they did it in? No, right? They did it through the power of the Holy Spirit. It was so much bigger for them. But then you see, um, you see that the church, they sent them off, right? They sent them off and they implored them. Um, they encouraged them, they spurred them on. 
And so this is my challenge for y'all. What does that look like for the church to encourage, to spur on missionaries? First, we have to ask, hey, do we even know who the missionaries are? Right? What does that look like to take our blinders off and to say, hey, there's people here, there's friends here that have gone out to the hard places. They've decided, hey, it's worth it to take the gospel to these places who have never heard. And as the church, you see all throughout that, Paul writes back to the church and says, thank you for encouraging me. Thank you for spurring me on. Thank you for supporting me financially, through prayers, through your words. And so for us, we have to ask that question, hey, are we encouraging those who go out? I've not taken that step yet, but I've had a, a lot of friends, even some who are in the back of the room, who just got back from some different journeys. Bellevue has this awesome thing called advocacy teams. Hey, it's a group of people that meet together and they pray over those who are sent out. They send them notes of encouragement to say, hey, continue on in the work that God has called you to do. Because do you think it's easy, right, to go to a new place where you don't speak the language, maybe? You don't have your friends around you. You don't got Chick-fil-A or Starbucks right there, and that's a struggle, right? Hey, maybe you don't have your comforts of air conditioning, right? You don't have all your nice Nikes. You might even have to change your dress code. Hey, what does it look like when you get in that hard moment and you say, I don't know if I can do this. God's called me to this, but it's really hard. Hey, it is your job and my job as the church to encourage, to pray for, to say, hey, what is this that you're doing? Let me pray for you. Let me intercede for you. Hey, let me encourage you to continue on in this ministry. Right? That is our job. And then we see for the missionary, their job is to declare. And there's two things that they're declaring. They're declaring to the lost, hey, this is the good news. And they're declaring back to the church. And this is what it means for the missionary, right, to be a blessing to the church and for you to be a blessing to the missionary. We see in Acts 13, 47 through 49, it says, For the Lord has commanded us, saying, I have made you a light for the Gentiles, so that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. And when the Gentiles heard this, they began rejoicing and glorifying the word of the Lord. And as many as were appointed to eternal life believed. And the word of the Lord was spreading throughout the whole region. What did Paul and Barnabas do? They declared the goodness of God. And in Acts 14, 26 through 27, we see this. And from there, they sailed, Paul and Barnabas, to Antioch. What was the hub? Antioch. Antioch was kind of on the coast here. And it became the hub where Paul would come back and then he would go out. Paul would come back and he would go out and take the gospel to all these different places. And it says, they sailed to Antioch, where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work.